Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The, the melody itself, compared to the original birthday song, way better the the original birthday song is so boring as to make you think maybe birthdays ain't dope <laughs> maybe maybe birthdays are just shitty days that are acknowledging we're close to death that's how the fuck it's up turns birthday. out birthdays are for killing yourself that's that's right. when you're supposed to do it it's on right. your birthday because of this song then you hear stevie's version and you like mm, i got something to look forward to pass the e and j <laughs> Yep, yep, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that Crispus Attucks proves that we are living in a horror movie because he was the first nigga killed in the B-movie slasher film that is America. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting killed off first, like all horror films, you know? Horror films, the black people always die first, but Whitey, you're going down too. And Christmas Addicts is proof. <laughs> this whole country is proof of that. Anyway, I'm your host, Langston Kerman, <laughs> coming in hot as always. That's how I behave. You know my behavior. You know how I act. Don't act brand new, you pieces of shit. You listen every week and you pretend as if I can't believe he would say something like that. And you motherfucking knew I would. Get the fuck out of here. You know who doesn't behave poorly? 
You know who who shows up and he's got a beautiful attitude and a, and goddamn it is he funny? He's kind, he's funny, and he behaves the right way. Not like me, <laughs> not like an asshole like me. He's he's great. He I've known him for years. Uh, you know him from his work on the show for life on ABC, I believe. And he's he, he's great. He's so many funny clips online. You know him from the nightly show on Comedy Central. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Felonius Monk. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah, waving. And this, this is, is an yeah. audio medium. That's how I get down, man. You never know. <laughs> this is a very important. It's a, it's it's called a segue. It's leading. Foreshadowing sure. a little, if you will. <laughs> You think That's they can't fair. see the way, but they can't. Okay, I see what you're doing. You're playing a coy game with our listeners because they don't yet know what your your conspiracy theory is, right. but you have one that's very applicable to a person waving for no reason at all. <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, let's, are, are, we, are we ready to drop it on them? Let's jump into it. I, I, I want to present it as perfectly as you sold it to me. This is one that I've been, I've been, oh, I've been desperate to dig into for quite a while. You said, my mama told me. Stevie Wonder isn't actually blind. That motherfucker can see. I'm going to go ahead Whoa. and put it out there. Stevie can see. The fact that he could play multiple instruments without the ability to see should have tipped motherfuckers off. Like nobody's sure. just grabbing an oboe and knowing what to do with an oboe. <laughs> motherfuckers can see and can't play the oboe. You telling me little twelve year old blind Stevie couldn't, couldn't stop? All right, have you ever seen yeah. Stevie's wives? All of them fine. He just randomly keep bumping into fine women by rubbing. <laughs> was this the Ray Charles thing? He rubbed their form. Get the fuck out of here. Stevie can see. He knows those braids need to go. I bet you he's seen that too. That's mm. how I know Stevie on bullshit, man. There's enough evidence online of Stevie ducking microphones and making space for motherfuckers. You don't make space for people when you blind. Yeah. Even, even if you could sense them there, you blind. You take the handicapped privilege. <laughs> That's what you do. Uh, this motherfucker be moving because he's a gentleman and he can see them motherfuckers. He be getting out their way. Stevie Wonder can see the, the best. His best albums have to do with vision, inner vision. Song, visions. Get the fuck mm. out of here. Come on now. Stevie can see. Okay. Stevie can see. You, you listen, I said I came in high. You came in hot, baby. You I was waiting. I was, I was chopping a... at the bit. <laughs> <laughs> the energy when you once you started calling people feel... pieces of shit, I was like, this is this is home. This feels good. I this love the type that. of energy. <laughs> Let's take some steps backwards because I feel okay. like you've already introduced some pretty solid evidence into this conversation. So the one of the first things you said that I think is a very valid point is that Stevie Wonder is a fantastic musician. Like truly one of the greatest like musicians our planet has ever known in his ability to pretty much pick up any instrument known to man and play the motherfucker. Now, right. we've seen evidence in the past of blind people being able to play instruments, but never Degree. with the scale and breadth that Stevie has, right. I think. Stevie finds new way. Like, listen, a piano is a piano. You can play the yep. piano without looking. People do that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Ray Charles did it. Ray Charles is a fantastic piano player, but Ray Charles did it by feel. And yep. I, I say Stevie starts with the piano. Great. But then you start playing the kalimba and he would find <laughs> instruments in Quincy Jones's attic and shit. And they, you know, there's all these types of, I don't know if they're apocryphal or not, but there were these stories about him finding like these ancient African 
instruments in Quincy Jones's attic, bringing them down. And within an hour, he's got them on his album because he's learned how to play it. Get the fuck, right. so blind 12-year-old Stevie Wonder from whatever the fuck Arkansas, who's never been outside of his one-room shack with his mom, went to Quincy Jones's magnificent mansion, found the fucking stick with a hole in it and learn how to play Malo- Get the No, he can well, see the shit. I, I'm sick of him lying. I know we love Stevie, but this is some bullshit, man. Motherfucker been getting away. <laughs> the man's playing games. Let's say he, that. He's playing he plan in my face. He stopped playing in my face, Stevie. Stevie, I, idea, I, I, know, you, I know you can see this. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can see this podcast, Stevie. I know you, I know you can see this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, what I, here's where I do tend to agree is that there is something wildly insane about him being able to pick up just random instruments. And maybe he is a savant. Maybe he is just yeah. truly a child prodigy because he did start at a very young age. He mm-hmm. wasn't from Arkansas. He's from Saginaw, Michigan, a, a the, the Arkansas of the North, <laughs> the as Arkansas. some people refer to it. <laughs> <laughs> the Alabama of the Midwest. Yes, it depends exactly. on which one. Are you are you talking Glove or Upper Peninsula? Because oh, I, I think this a is like that sad middle of the hand that stinks. You know what I mean? Just, Just smells like palm. yeah, palm. stinky palm. <laughs> Saginaw, Michigan. I, a little context: the the few people that I knew, I have a friend named Anthony who's from Saginaw, Michigan, and it it was commonly referred to in college. I went to school in Michigan, and was commonly referred to by everyone as Sag Nasty. That's what they okay. called Saginaw, Michigan, was Sag Nasty. So it's not a proud place. It's not a place mm. where where you tell uh, heroic stories of survival. The only people I know that have made it out of Saginaw, Michigan, are uh, Stevie Wonder and Draymond Green. Those are the the two survivors. Of wow! Saginaw. I'll be honest with you. Draymond Green just gave me a picture of Saginaw that makes the Sag Nasty have some type of context. That's mm-hmm. Draymond Green, dra- bottom lip, not. <laughs> Always attached to top lip, <laughs> staring off into space. Draymond. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I know what Saginaw is. Shout out the to type Draymond Green. The type of man who would kick another person in the nuts mm-hmm. and then do a veneers commercial. You know what I mean? Just a just a weird scumbag of a human being. Is, is High basketball IQ, but also piece of shit. So apparently they create savants who don't give a fuck about the social contract that the rest of us have signed where you don't lie to people about who you are. Okay, you're Listen. a shitty person. <laughs> just say that. If you want to just be a shitty person and pretend, oh, you want to grab boobies, but I'm blind. No, motherfucker. You, <laughs> you knew those were boobies, sir. You did it on purpose. You cut that out, Stevie. <laughs> you knew you out, weren't Steve. allowed to grab those boobies. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, motherfucker. You're not sorry. You're, you're, you're going home and laughing. It's in your, We're going to find this journal one day, and it's going to be mm-hmm. today grab seven breasts accidentally. I was like, what yeah. did you draw? And he's going to draw the fingers. He's not even going to use actual quotes. He's going to draw fingers. He's a shit person. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, killing, I'm killing idols. That's what I'm doing. Before I die, I'm killing your idols. Fuck Stevie Wonder. That's my position. It's not even about his being blind now. It's just, he's not a good person. I love this. This is this jamming is- on the one. Fuck him for jamming on the one. That's number one. He went on Bill Cosby's show and played one note on a shitty synthesizer and people just went, that's amazing. Jamming on the one. J- 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 jamming on the one. Oh, that shitty music, Stevie. That whole 80s synthesizer fucking period that you had. You should fucking be angry at yourself. You should take all of that music <laughs> off of iTunes. 
I just called to say I love all that bullshit. <laughs> dun, 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 that Casio sh- Fuck you, Stevie. I'm angry. <laughs> I, want, I would apologize, but I mean this shit. <laughs> I, I, that much is clear. I don't think anybody's going to listen to this episode and be like, I can't tell how uh, how Monk actually feels about this this Stevie it's Wonder not, character. He's just not passionate. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. He's got to commit more. What does he really think? So you brought up another another essential little, uh, let's call it a clue at the possibility that Stevie Wonder is is in fact able to see. And this is a, a really interesting one to me is his hair. Stevie Wonder has long, for those of you that don't know, Stevie Wonder grew dreadlocks at a, a certain point in his life. And then I got to say he started with braids and then at some point he started to lock those braids. And then, yes, he, his hairline began to recede. But Stevie Wonder has long committed to that hairstyle. Now, if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're saying is he is intentionally holding on to that hairstyle as a trick, as a sort of like a mirage mm-hmm. to say that like what sane man with perfect vision would opt to keep this hairstyle when in fact he does see what's happening is like sacrifices got to be made to maintain my my illusion. I feel like he's gaslighting us with his hairline <laughs> because if you go, oh, shit, and put your hand on your forehead. Yep. You know, the first time you did that, there was hair at, on your fucking index finger. <laughs> now, for the last 15 years, you've been doing that, and your hand is no longer feeling hair. You've got to go way away from your eyebrows to feel your hairline. <laughs> and you telling me a motherfucker can pick up an instrument and by feel know how to play said instrument, but mm-hmm. can't feel that his hairline has started behind his ears for at least a decade and a half. Get the fuck. You lying to us, Stevie, and gaslighting this manipulative bullshit. And you shouldn't be out here doing that. It's one thing to gaslight somebody in a relationship. We know that's horrible on the micro level. This motherfucker is gaslighting us right. on the macro level. And this is some fucked up shit. Now, he's black. So I'm giving him a little bit of grace because, <laughs> hey, man, they've been gaslighting black people forever. So I'm going to let this nigga get away with this shit. Well, come on, sure. Stevie. Stop gaslighting me. Why right. are you being weird to me, Stevie? So so me. part of this is you feeling like this is not just a a macro attack, as you put it, but truly a personal attack that personal. Stevie is starting to to direct your way. He knows. He knows I know. He knows I know, and he keep doing this shit, man. He keep doing yeah. this shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Isn't she lovely? Motherfucker, how you know? You know what I'm saying? It's a whole <laughs> lot of shit. It's just like, you're not supposed to just, isn't she? I don't know, nigga. Is she? What's lovely? What is lovely to you? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't like any of this shit. Let me ask you this. That's just bullshit, Stevie. You know. Let's 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 backtrack <laughs> a little bit because so many essential points have been made. Where does this start for you? When did you first come to to this feeling that Stevie Wonder is not blind? Was somebody in your life that sort of initiated this conversation? Was it was it a specific observation? Where did this come from for you? I think I think part of it is being black in America. This, this it's gonna. Let me take you there. Just listen. I'm listening. Me. There's something about being black in America that when there's someone who's exceptional and they're also black, mm-hmm. we inherently question it, right? Oprah, Jay Z, Beyonce, and all of them are clearly in the Illuminati, and and Ty Ty had to go to jail, or <laughs> you know that's not the real Gale, the bitch is a bot, or whatever it is that we have to do to make mm-hmm. this type of excellence make sense, right? And I 
and one of those people who has converted because I was one of those early, no, black people can be fantastic without some weird shit going on. I mm-hmm. would defend these people and then people would make points and say, okay, well, that might be true, but how about this? And then I started seeing videos of Stevie in group settings where things would happen and he would turn his head at some movement over to the side. And I go, well, why is Stevie aware of this movement? Did a gentle breeze touch his cheek? And he's so into, like, wait a minute, you don't get to have all the superpowers at the same time. Yes, I understand that sometimes when you lose one sense, other senses are heightened. But nigga, you didn't see that microphone fall and then reflexively catch it. I can't do that, nigga, and I can see. The fuck you now, now you... You playing the piano, the oboe, arranging the music and singing while swinging your head side to side like you're doing the WAP and you happen to also catch the motherfucking microphone. Stop playing in my face, Stevie. You're playing in my face. That's what's happening. And also, he's committed to those glasses. Another one of those, like, (laughs) hey, man, you got enough money for a stylist and your stylist ain't never said to you, hey, nigga, there's another pair of glasses you can wear. We transition. (laughs) There are other glasses you could try, big dog. You can do anything you want to. You're wealthy. You could get fucking custom made Stevie Wonder glasses, but you don't wear them. Them motherfuckers with the studs. Mm-hmm. Gaslightness. I'm telling you, he's playing in our face. So what happened was uh, I was one of those people defending like, no, there's no way. Of course, Stevie Wonder's blind. Y'all are hating. Black people are magic. And black people do magical shit. And every time a black person does magical shit, they're not wrong. And yeah. then I found out that Stevie was lying. And that, it, it didn't unravel the other ones, but I have to out him to protect the others. It's important that I out the offenders to protect the ones who didn't. So it's just like if somebody beats you up, right, and you go and report it, and they say you're lying. No, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. I have to have your yeah. back. But when somebody goes and turns in a false report about getting beat up, well, I have to help that motherfucker get punished to the full extent because it's his fault that they didn't believe you. So goddamn it, Stevie. The reason that all these black people are being put in the Illuminati without actually being in the Illuminati <laughs> is because you out here lying about your fucking vision, nigga. You out here like you got one cock eye like you do what Music Soul Child did, nigga. Wear a pair of glasses and do a couple of fucking right. falsetto stuff, but don't lie. I say you to lie, that, nigga. To that point, and I think that's a valid one. Music Soul Child has the same eyes of a blind man. He, he, got a he blind has man the up. eyes that we have been led to believe would appear underneath Stevie Wonder's glasses, but he's never claimed to be blind. He just claimed to be a man who who spelled stuff all in, in one big chunk. You know what I mean? Just one big clump of, of uh, words, and that's how he was going to name I'll, all I'll, this stuff. I would just want to swap switch. What? <laughs> Is that a type of gumbo, nigga? What? <laughs> Put a little bit of I just want to sing sauce on there, please. Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, I just want to say, I can say Worcestershire better than I can say the titles of some of his songs. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, that that's when Stevie takes his glasses off, I am not uncomfortable in that way that I should be, right? That, sure. that way you got to, okay, let me center myself so nobody knows that I just went, oh, oh I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Stevie take his glasses off. We like, oh, he caca. That's all. And I do I'm think caca. I do think that that is worth us taking on as a conversation in this, that like, frankly, this is not us hopefully uh, making fun of the blind. We are not being unkind to those of you who are disabled in any kind of way. This is us having a conversation about an individual who happens to be uh, or at least happens to be claiming to be blind and wanting to get the real truth behind his blindness, not just a a farce, a false truth. In fact, if you are blind, you should be 
right here with me doing the research mm-hmm. because it's people like Stevie <laughs> that makes it hard for you. You imagine growing up during the Stevie Wonder era and you tell your mama you can't do something. She's like, bitch, Stevie Wonder can play 45 instruments, sing, right. write music, and arrange shit, and he's 12 years old. And you like, nigga, I just bumped into a door and you treat me like shit. I can't yeah. see. They're like, well, figure it out. That's why this is fucked up. It's, he's making it harder for people who actually can't see. And that's fucked and, up, Stevie. I know you can see me, nigga. Point, to that point, <laughs> Ray Charles who I would argue was actually blind, was a, an actual blind person, had to do heroin to deal right. with the, the pressure of right. living a life the way that he did. That like his, his, while he was massively gifted in a lot of ways, he also struggled in a lot of ways and uh-huh. turned to drugs as a solution for that struggle. Right. Whereas Stevie Wonder has somehow done all of this shit stone cold sober. You know what I mean? So you don't do no drugs. We don't know about you <laughs> drinking and falling out. You keep making jokes. You keep fucking with us. I, I was just driving. Bitch, why you talk like that? Blind doesn't make you talk different. All right, nigga, I know people from Michigan, and I've never heard anybody from Michigan talk like that. All of this shit is an affectation. Yeah. One of two things is true. Either Stevie Wonder is a person who can see, and he's been putting on an act since he was 11, 12 years old, or Stevie Wonder is a goddamn cyborg, in which case I know he can see, and fuck him for lying to us. And also Elon Musk is involved. I don't know about that second part, but it feels good. It feels right. Sure. It feels right. This feels like <laughs> something Elon could have cooked up and he's going to Elon release. shit. Yeah. He's going to be like, this is this has been the original Tesla model the entire time. Was, this was this was the Turing test was to figure out, not only could you not figure out that this was AI, but you believe this was better than you humans. This was the best right. of humans. Turing test is supposed to say that humans can't figure out whether or not it's a... No, this motherfucker is so good that he's mm. convinced us that he is the best of the humans. And he did it by manipulating us with a sympathetic blindness. Damn. He chose a fucking handicap that we would... No one would question. No one's going to be like, you can see, nigga. That's rude, right? That's rude as shit. Nigga, you can see. You can't say that to a person, but yes. I can Nigga, you can see. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, unpack a few other things here that I think are really important in this conversation. You have clearly chosen your side in the Stevie Wonder Wars. You know exactly where yep. you stand in all of this. How on board are the people in your life with this conversation with your married man when you take this to your wife is she like i hear you baby and i think your points are valid or is she like my nigga please stop saying this and don't bring this out of the house where are we at in this very things very much the latter um my wife was a (laughs) was a very sensible person uh she doesn't like the controversy she's very low-key and if if i could shut the fuck up a lot more that would make her very happy but Mm. the fact is man truth tellers cannot be corralled. It can't be put in the box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she knew who I was when she met me, goddammit. I'm out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm X-Files in this shit. The truth is out there. Stevie can see. Yeah. You know, for the most part, she'll let me rattle this shit off. And most of my friends will kind of let me go. But I do have some high-profile believers. Bomani Jones, uh, mm-hmm. later BSPN, is also in support uh, of the, <laughs> the, the Snicker Can See movement. It's a, it's a lot of people out there. It's, the thing is, People might think I'm a fringe group nigga, but I'm not. We mm-hmm. are mighty. We're, we, we might be a silent ma- majority. 
You know, most mm. people haven't asked the important questions. That's the thing. Most people heard Stevie Wonder's blind. They say, okay, Stevie Wonder's blind. They never thought to themselves, is that nigga blind? They never right. said, let me question it. You know what I mean? We t- motherfuckers is questioning all the vaccines and saving lives, but you ain't question whether or not this motherfucker been able to see for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. I get it's that. Weird. It's weird. You just told us. You know what I mean? Like, if you told me your name was Langston, but everybody kept saying your name was Jerry, I'd be like, I don't know. That nigga name might be Jerry. I wouldn't just accept that your name was sure. Langston because you said it. Stevie Wonder said he was blind. A lot of people say, mm, is he? But we just said, no, you're idiots. Why? Why am I the idiot? You know what I mean? I'm not and, telling you the earth is flat, nigga. The earth is round. Stevie Wonder can see. And interestingly enough, to that point, the, the people who seem to be most vocal about Stevie Wonder potentially not being blind are also people who have had direct contact with Stevie Wonder in various forms. It's not as if, like, it, it does seem in a strange way that the people who are most avidly defending Stevie Wonder's blindness are also motherfuckers who have never spent any time with Stevie Wonder, and it's a strange conundrum we find ourselves in. Is it? Is it a conundrum, or is this America? Mm. Motherfuckers that don't know shit got the most to say. Whoa. They don't trust the experts. They don't trust the people closest to the information. And that's why we're in the second sum of a goddamn pandemic with numbers through the roof because you niggas believe that Stevie Wonder was fucking blind and you ain't never been around Stevie Wonder a day in your life. But all the people that have been within five feet of Stevie Wonder like, nah, that nigga can see at least a little bit. Whoa. I believe the experts. That's all I'm saying. Monk believes science. Whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. Well, that's how they get you. That's how they get you because you, you're hitting some, some valid shit right now. You're saying, and I want to make sure I'm getting this equation right. You're saying that our willingness to just go along with information is part of how we find ourselves in the middle of this sort of like complex infighting that's happening now in relation to pandemic and uh, I assume racial issues that are are wide sweeping the nation. All of this is related (laughs) To, to our investment in Stevie Wonder's blindness. <laughs> hey, man, hey, you better, hey, listen, I, I know you got a segment called Talk That Talk, but you're talking that talk right now. Like, hey, no, no, hey, no. I'm trying to tell <laughs> Brother, you. Brother, I'm hey, just repeating back. You're doing the that's work. That's what it is. That's how we're doing it. That's all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, the people being called sheeple are the people closest to the information. The mm. sheeple are the people who don't believe the experts. The person who raises their hand and says, hey, is two plus two really four? I don't understand this. That's not a, a, a fucking person who does their own research. This nigga's making class longer. Dumbass nigga. Two plus two is still four. <laughs> Stop stretching the goddamn lesson out because you want to be a contrarian. Two plus two is four. It's been four. It'll be four. And all you doing is making her talk more about shit. Now, when the test comes, I'm not going to be ready because your dumbass made her spend an extra 15 minutes showing you two sticks and two more sticks and making you count the dumb fucking sticks out. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Accept the truth. Accept the facts. Realize that the person up there teaching us has been teaching it longer than your dumb ass has been asking these questions and accept their expertise. The person who stood right next to Stevie Wonder on the Grammy stage and said, hey, some shit fell. I saw Stevie do a fucking pirouette, catch the shit with his left hand and never stop singing. I believe that nigga can sing. That's an expert. You. Listen to mm-hmm. four songs last week and you love that little Christmas song because he did it with uh, the lady who who's not her hair. And so you're like, ah, whatever Stevie <laughs> says is the truth. You stop. Stop. Kill your idols. Kill all of your idols. I don't give a fuck who it is. Question everything. Question Barack. Question The Rock. Question all them niggas because somebody, look, you don't get to that much power clean. 
You don't mm. get that high clean. And as you said, Stevie Wonder, drug free. Come on now. He is the Hold tan on. suit of the music industry. Let me, let me, first of all. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. First of all, you dropped a lot of gems just a, a moment ago. But at its core, I think one of the more you, you ended with something that I think is really important and also something that I firmly believe in is this questioning of our idols, this almost mm -hmm. uh, rejecting of our idols, if necessary, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we've reached this point in society where we we pretend as if all of these characters are flawless, when in right. fact, there might be something way more advantageous to just admit that they are, in fact, hugely flawed figures that like. It's easier for me to make sense of Jay-Z if I recognize that Jay-Z is a piece of shit rather yes. than pretend as if Jay-Z is like a good dude who just earned a billion dollars the right way. That's right. not how a billion dollars <laughs> works. He's a kind of softer billionaire. No, yeah. motherfucker. He's the, he, we're, we're his sweatshop employees. That's why we feel different. That's why we want to give him credit for it because Jay-Z made much of his billions off the back of black people. And so black mm -hmm. people want to say that he's good because we don't want to feel like we were a part of this scheme. We were. We got used. We got fucked over. And we're the tiny little Indian kids making Nikes to make Jay-Z a billionaire. Right. It's the same across the board. And it's okay. He's a human. He, we knew he sold drugs in his own hood. He told us he did that. So hopefully yes. we didn't have to go through that. But we did go through it because we were more <laughs> inspired by him than Warren. Nigga, nobody listened to Jay-Z versus like, ooh, <laughs> warning, don't sell drugs. You're like, damn, that just sounds fun in a motherfucker. I want to go up the avenue and climb Green Five. That sounds like fun. That's yeah. all I'm saying is if we can't start from the position that all of our heroes, all of the celebrities are fuck niggas first. Mm -hmm. And then they did this other amazing thing. Now, you could give weight to either one of them the, uh, more than you give it to the other. If you can say, hey, Jay-Z's super talented. Yes, he's a shit human being, but he's not a shit human being on the level of R. Kelly. But we sure. can't do that. You know, the fact that R. Kelly is still being defended, I mean, like heavily defended by the lay people. Right. Yes. I, yeah, I get that his lawyers defended him. I get that all of the people who were owed payouts are defending him. I get that. I get the people who were close to him and really it would break their heart if he was fucked up because they have invested so much of their time. I get that. What I don't get is this random nigga from Alabama who's never met R. Kelly, just like the same motherfucker never met Stevie Wonder. Why are you that invested in making him not be a shit person? Yes. A hundred percent. And even if the, the conversation then, and this I think tracks with your point, if the conversation goes, well, I just like their art. I like the music that they make. That is a different conversation at hand. It's not an right. ideal one. Ideally, no. we'd be able to walk away from whatever R. Kelly is making right. and just uh, be at peace with the fact that somebody who touches kids probably shouldn't be on the radio. But right. even if that's not the issue, right. what we or, or, or rather isn't essential to you, what is essential is just being able to admit that's a bad fucking dude. That's a shit Regardless person. of how you feel about Step in the Name of Love or anything else that he's produced. And, and I, I think I think a, the bigger piece to that is that is a very important conversation to have about art because the most broken people often make the best art. Phenomenal and if we artists. were able to acknowledge that they are shit people, then we can easily have that conversation. Hey, you know what? Really fucked up dude, really good music. That's kind of how it works. That That's whatever the algorithm is. 
the more depraved, the more beautiful the art. And we can't get to that point because you niggas won't admit that they're depraved. You can't admit yes. that pissing on a 15-year-old, whether or not you believe there was consent or not, is a weird, wild shit. Not kink <laughs> shaming, but nigga, she is a I've freshman never woke in high up school. in the morning <laughs> with Day that instinct. Day. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I don't know, today? man. I got a hit record out. I might want to piss on a kid. Oh, make the world my bitch. Nah, you know what? There's got to be a freshman out there that is dry <laughs> and needs a pissing. No, nobody needs a pissing, sir. <laughs> nobody needs a pissing. You know what? That's a good way for us to go out on break. Is no one needs a pissing. We'll be back with more felonious monk and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are Back. That's right. We're back here with more felonious monk. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that Stevie Wonder is faking it. That that motherfucker can see and his outfits and his glasses and his dreadlocks. What are left of them is proof of his visual capabilities. Let me ask you this question. Do you think 
that Stevie has arranged with the people in his life to keep this hush-hush because he has multiple ex-wives who have never come forward. He has lots and lots of children who have never once spoken up about their father's supposed Mm -hmm. blindness, you know, fake or otherwise. Do you think that he has propositioned them or is everybody just trying to protect their own bag? I think it's protecting. I mean, we this is generational. Again, we just used the R. Kelly example, which is a shit example of the worst of humanity, right? Like it is. So what happens is the complicity makes people defensive because if those people acknowledge how shitty he is, then they're also acknowledging a certain amount of willingness to at least turn away from the shitty, to know mm-hmm. that it's there and to still be in its presence and its proximity for money. And you've told everyone what your price is, right? My price is whatever the bag is he's giving me, I'm willing to overlook him harming these children because it's financially beneficial to me. And all of us want to believe that if we were on that game show where someone dropped the money, we would run up and give it to him. But some real niggas out there is like, nah, nigga, you drop a million dollars in front of me, I am now a millionaire. And, And until we can admit that as people, that some of us and a lot, a lot more of us than are willing to admit it, would cover for somebody doing something shitty if we thought we could get away with it and we got paid. Mm-hmm. And the heavier weight is probably to the get paid. Because I'm not yeah. going to cover for R. Kelly just to cover for the nigga. But they start throwing money, the conversations change. Now for me, fuck him. I got kids. I got, you know what I mean? I know enough women who this has happened to that I wouldn't defend that. I think in Stevie Wonder's case, this is kind of a victimless crime. So if he is cited, let's say hypothetically Stevie Wonder cited, and the worst that happened is his records were held in slightly less esteem. He is currently considered a musical god. He would just be considered a really good musician with weird fashion choices. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if Stevie Wonder on record could see we would right. maybe put a little more analysis on some of his later albums. We'd Espe- be like, I listen, don't know, bro. Some of these wouldn't smack in the way that these listen, earlier joints were smacked. The whole 80s can kiss my ass. Everything he made, all that. The birthday song that niggas love to sing. Listen to the actual birthday song. The song itself. Not the way niggas sang it. Happy birthday. That's great. But take that out of it. Take the nostalgia, the, the camaraderie, the cookout vibe. And just go listen to the song. It sounds like that nigga turned the keyboard on, <laughs> picked three, sped it up a little bit, and started singing while doing chord progressions. The shit's fucking awful. It's ter- nobody's. You know how you can tell it's trash? Nobody has ever sampled the birthday song on a song. Not Kanye ain't slowed it up, sped, sped it down. None of that. He just fucking said, no, Stevie Wonder from the 80s. All of that shit's trash. I'm going to be real with you. I fucking love that birthday song. And I this hurts my heart to hear that it it potentially could be a trash song. And I'm going to go listen to it and I'll give an objective <laughs> response. I'm not going to defend it here because I can't honestly say like, that you it know is what? a good I song. Don't know. Right, because most of us don't listen to the song. We know the song. The yeah. song has meaning to us because there's not been a birthday since probably in your lifetime that you haven't heard that song. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly not. Well, you got to remember, I got a white daddy, so I've heard a lot of birthdays. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) there were quite a few that had it, and I really like those birthdays better. So that's the thing. This feels black. This feel the the his song, just the singing of it, and it's always one woman in your family who says, "Fuck the group dynamic." 
I'm going solo. And she mm. really just belts the happy. And you're like, woo, woo, yeah, you can sing Aunt Loretta. Hit. And that's what you that's what you like about the song. Right. If you hear the song separate from that experience, it's basically uh I just called to say I love you sped up with birthday lyrics. It's not Whoa. a good song, man. It's not a good song. And I know it was for Mike Martin Luther King Jr. I understand that it wasn't just a birthday song for niggas. It has turned into the birthday song for niggas. Like many of the things that black people created, whatever it was originally intended for, it has shifted into a more commercial version of it. It was supposed to be to get states like Arizona to commit to making Martin Luther King Jr.'s day a national holiday. Yes. But if you're going to do that, nigga, you're the dude who wrote songs <laughs> in the key of life. You understand me? You, you, you're, 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 you wrote Sir Duke. Yes. This is what you gave us, nigga. You're saying he could have showed up better, but he leaned on his blindness as a scapegoat for writing a mediocre birthday song to Martin Luther King Jr. To Martin Luther King If you're going to write, Mar- write anything to Martin Luther King Jr., I, I feel like this. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. You, you, should, you should be. You should be. Diana Ross sang a song when Marvin Gaye died. It was a very moving song. It's mm-hmm. probably the best goodbye song. And, and, and this is how you know it is. This is the song that Puffy sampled when he did his Biggie tribute. Mm-hmm. I'm Missing You. Ooh, ooh, great song. The Commodores also did a song in tribute to Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson. It's called The Night Shift. Lionel Richie was no longer with the Commodores at that point. Lionel Richie, as we all know, is one of the greatest songwriters in the last hundred years. It's basically... Lionel Richie, Burt Bacharach, if you liked a song from 60 till 95, one of them niggas wrote the shit. Right. And by niggas, I'm being very loose with that because Burt Bacharach is a yeah, Bert, very Bert light. knows what he is. He white nigga. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> He's not listening to the podcast like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally. I've been waiting for somebody to realize I was a real nigga. Burt Bacharach, bitch. <laughs> no, um, so, so what Stevie Wonder did was write the night shift of birthday songs. Sure, mm-hmm. I get the sentiment, but nigga, that song's terrible. Gonna be some sweet sounds coming down on a night shift. Nigga, what that got to do about Marvin Gaye dying? Right. Gonna be a long night, gonna be all right on a night shift. What? It, it, they phoned about? it in. They phoned, and that's and, what Stevie Wonder did Stevie on the birthday song. Stevie phoned it in for MLK. And he knew that big voice niggas and big voice nigga women were gonna be able to <laughs> fix it. It's the equivalent of somebody hiring you for an acting role and saying some improv will be expected because they mm-hmm. didn't write the funny shit very well, but they know that your funny ass going to turn it into something. You could turn, Stevie you Wonder can make wrote, this into a show. Stevie Wonder wrote a baseline song and said, have at it, niggas. And niggas have had at it for 30 plus years. Wow. Well, this is devastating, if true. I, I've got a lot to think about, but before I do, I want us to unpack some of this research. I, I did, I did a, a fair amount of research on this subject, mm-hmm. and fortunately, quite a few uh, websites had done some research for me. This is a far more popular conspiracy theory than the world would lead you to believe. But let's start right, right at the beginning. One of the first things that personally cued me into believing that Stevie Wonder might, in fact, not be 
as blind as he sta- as he says is that Stevie Wonder's real name is actually Stevland Hardaway Morris, which suggests personally that Stevie took one look at that goofy ass name written down <laughs> and he said, "I gotta change this. This I wonder what could be better." <laughs> This looks terrible on paper. I got to awesome. do something about this. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a copy of his handwriting of him writing Stevlin on one of his earlier albums. Mm-hmm. And if you see that, it is written as if he had some kind of guide to let him know how big to make each letter. Either right. this nigga understands proportions really well without having ever seen a proportion. Mm. or somebody taught this nigga how to write and he looked at the paper and wrote S-T-E-V. He can see. I'm not playing this nigga. <laughs> Keep playing in my goddamn face. <laughs> so is Stevie Wonder's initial blindness, which I think is something that is worth talking about because it becomes a big point of conversation in how you understand whether or not he is in fact blind. Stevie Wonder was not born blind. He was technically born with sight. He was born six weeks premature. And Mm -hmm. while he was premature, he was placed in an incubator. And at the time, technology wasn't as, and medical sort of knowledge wasn't as precise. And they basically Mm -hmm. over-served him oxygen. They gave him way too much oxygen inside that incubator, which caused a, a type of disorder, a disease called retinopathy, of prematurity. It's called ROP, a condition in which the growth of the eyes is aborted and causes the retinas to detach. So he became blind six weeks into his life. That said, Stevie Wonder has not technically ever been able to see because anybody that knows anything about babies knows that babies can't really see shit for the first like month and a half of their life. Mm -hmm. They're just seeing bright lights and colors kind of mm-hmm. and it even colors is a bit of a stretch in that early in those early stages so the argument where this i guess becomes an argument is that stevie wonder's music is so deeply rooted in physical descriptions of color shapes and and textures that it is hard to believe that a person who has never known sight is able to so accurately describe so many physical traits out in the world Mm-hmm. So, I, again, we're going to go back to America being a shithole. <laughs> when you think of blackness, you only can understand blackness as a construct as it relates to whiteness or some otherness, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say nappy hair, you have to assume there's a non-nappy hair. Boom. Well, how do you know what this is? How do you know which is what? Looking back on when I, first of all, you started with looking back. I mean, you could have <laughs> said thinking back. It's the same amount of syllable. Thinking back on when I nobody changes the song. It's still fine. Hold on, nigga, can but you, you sing? said goddamn I can sing like Stevie Wonder. I can do that. <laughs> but you know what? I can't sing that good because I can see. But if I was blind and I sang like that, you would have changed the name of the show from my mama told me to goddamn that blind nigga can sing. That's all yep. I'm saying. Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder said, looking back on when I was a little nappy headed boy. How the fuck you know your hair was nappy, Stevie? Who told you that? Who taught you to hate yourself, Stevie? Mm-hmm. Nobody. You saw your hair. You knew it was nappy. You looked <laughs> back on that. So, you understand me? <laughs> I, I love these descriptions. I do think, 
And I think this is really important because it it then sort of introduces us to childhood Stevie Wonder, right? Mm. And there Mm -hmm. are arguments to be made that maybe people in his life use this language or sort of like uh, (laughs) articulated this language around him. And then he adopted that language much in the way that he adopted his knowledge of instruments through listening Mm -hmm. to people play instruments around him in the radio, right? That's a, a potential argument to be made. But one of the things that kept popping up in the research that I did. And a Deadspin article, I want to give them credit, put together a pretty solid list of all the different arguments that have been made about Stevie Wonder's potential uh, non-blindness. But one of the things that they said about Stevie Wonder as a child is that this motherfucker loved playing pranks, that he was known for running around both Motown like uh, recording studios and his own home and playing pranks specifically on adults without anyone's help or supervision, that he was like really good at playing pranks on everyone around him. Mm. Go figure. The little little blind boy that can't see is able to trick you and you didn't know. (laughs) Listen, I got a five-year-old that falls down anytime he takes steps that are a little faster than the step he took before. Uh-huh. Nigga fall eight, nine times a day. You hear, I'm okay, when you ain't even know nothing was not okay. Motherfucker <laughs> just be walking, you hear, you hear, boom, I'm okay. That's that's what children do, right? Yeah. We're talking about pre-12-year-old Stevie. We're talking about running around the house and doing it a multi. This is before Stevie Wonder was famous. He was known as a prankster. Yes. A blind prankster? Come on now, y'all doing too much. Y'all saying things that don't make sense to me and then gonna look me in my face and I'm not supposed to question it. That's this is again, this is all the bigger scam here. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't have a problem with Stevie Wonder being blind or excited. I don't give a shit really. I like the music, it's really good. But the bigger thing here is if I can keep convincing niggas of lies, mm. then I can make niggas believe government bullshit. So I can just get y'all to believe this simple lie. If you get somebody to believe a little lie, then you can get them to believe a bigger lie and then a bigger mm. lie. So you, so eventually we start to just stop questioning shit. That's what I'm saying. Stevie Wonder ain't been pranking nobody with no goddamn visit. Y'all ain't gonna keep lying to me. And Barry Gordy and all them motherfuckers was just firing niggas for showing up late, but we gonna let this little 12-year-old prank us and our shit? Fuck out of here. Yeah. Stevie Wonder could see. They knew he could see, but he was a cash cow. There wow. it is. I do think there's something really valid in the argument that this is, in fact, an easy way into a much more sinister world of lies and deceit. That this is the, the sort of like entry level, like you said, that uh, in theory could be harmless, but right. leads into something that is much more harmful. And it all is mixing the, the culture of lies together. There you go. If we can just get these niggas to believe. If we could just get these niggas to believe, and you and you have to start with something, and, and what's the great entry point for Black people is always going to be music, dance, songs, R and B, soul. If I can sprinkle some bullshit in that, I can take y'all anywhere. If they Damn. wanted, if they wanted Black people to take the vaccine, they'd have got fucking Beyonce to sing about shit. Yeah, you know I mean, right. if you had told Black people that the government was trying to kill us with COVID, and the only solution was the vaccine, you might have got niggas to take the damn vaccine. Yes, that they they could have invested in a way that actually got people interested in this, but instead opted to sort of like play this neutral game of getting like obscure random black people who drive Lyft to be like, hey, I took the vaccine and 
I nigga, still got my job, which right, is nice. Looking like, is this my Lyft driver, nigga? Nigga, <laughs> your, your song selection is awful. Also, you smoked cigarettes before I got in the car. I don't trust. I don't you. enjoy talking to you uh, for fifteen minutes at a time. I'm, I, I'm not going to trust your word on this. I do think that there's the psychology at play, and the CDC, for example, clearly has not studied human psychology. Right? When when you're a scientist, scientists say things, and this is. It's a good point, too, because you're, you're a poet. You understand that Stevie's language and we're, we're pointing to and we're making everything that he says literal. Right. But of course, mm-hmm. we're, he's, cho- he's choosing this visual language because that maybe that was help with his songwriting. Someone say, hey, nigga, you yes. can't keep making these abstract ass statements. We can see. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right, okay. right. But understanding human psychology, you make the adjustment so that it reaches the broadest swath of people. When the CDC says things like, we don't have any evidence that suggests that masks work. Anyone who studies science understands that that means we haven't studied it enough to have a definitive answer. Yes. So we can't tell you, we don't have any evidence that it works. That doesn't mean we have evidence that it doesn't. It just means we haven't studied it. And so later when they go, hey, wear your mask, you go, oh, that's fucked up. First y'all said, don't wear a mask. First y'all said, masks don't work. That's not what they said. They said there's no right. evidence because we haven't studied it yet. And so not understanding psychology is how we get into these places where these people who are experts in a subject are also not experts in the most important subject, and that's how to communicate this information. I think that that's what happened here. We have yes. an expert in the situation. Stevie Wonder's an expert in music, but he's a goofy-looking little nigga from Saginaw, Michigan, and there's no way to sell that. <laughs> But you can make him blind. Yes. I think that that little dance that he does, that little sway that he does, that comes from him being rocked until he was three or four years old to put him to sleep. And so the only way that he could relax. I think that motherfucker danced like that from the beginning. He's and always if I'm Barry like Gordy, I'm looking at Lil Michael and them and they dancing their asses off. They they can move, they can cruise, they Stevie. can do all kinds of shit. And then Stevie comes in, a more right. probably more talented more musician, musician, certainly right. at that age, but right. but they can't get him to do what Lil Michael's right. doing. So fuck it, man. And, ev- Put these and glasses we need on. that. And you, we need blind, that because you got you got Jackie Wilson, right? You got Michael Jackson, yep. you got you got James Brown. What can you do? I could play the harmonica and and wobble. Yeah. yeah, nigga, that's not going to work. You know what? You're exactly right. Put these oversized sunglasses on. Cock your eye a little bit every time you take them off so people <laughs> think you really can't see. And wear this little ass suit. And that's what you do. And <laughs> so, this little ass <laughs> Wear this little ass suit. You know what I mean? So w- w- when I see him, I feel like this is how everything in America gets commodified. Yeah, This works, but it only works if I take advantage of psychology. Nobody wants to see this nigga. He's blind. Oh, my God. Now I want to see him. Where's a little blind boy that can play the piano? That's right. what happened, man. And then once he got older and he had control of his own career, he broke away from basically Black Disney, which was Motown, you know. You can't tell niggas you can see at 24. So you went from right. six weeks to 24 without being able to see and it's a miracle. Oh no, it's a miracle. Uh, Fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we and by the way, we've had surgery to reattach retinas for a while now. Mm-hmm. You telling me this multimillionaire didn't decide to go get a peek? Right. Didn't at least go and uh, get get an analysis to see if maybe exploratory it's fucking visit or something. We we heard the Chris Rock bit. Nigga, Stevie Wonder can't get a peek. We got mRNA vaccines now, vaccines that attach to and talk to your body on the most on the smallest cell level. And that's what's helping us fight off a virus. And you telling me Steve Stevlin 
<laughs> Hardaway Morris. Bevelin Hardaway Morris. Can't even get an appointment at the eye doctor. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, y'all gonna stop playing in my face, man. Lens crafters, call Stevie Wonder. Get him hooked Somebody. up. You got Invisalign for your teeth. You ain't got no Invisalign <laughs> or something. Just <laughs> Okay. Something. All right. Uh, let's unpack a bit more of this research. So to the point of, of celebrities who have sort of come forward and suggested that they personally believe that Stevie Wonder can, in fact, see, it's a long list. Boy George tells a story of Stevie Wonder once coming up to him at a party where Boy George was just hanging out. And then Stevie Wonder snuck up behind him and began to playfully choke Boy George from behind, despite not having a guide and not knowing that that was, in fact, Boy George. He just came up and started putting him in a in a Kurt Angle headlock because he thought this shit was funny. And jo- Boy George was like, I don't know that motherfucker can see, but I'm not going to say nothing because it's Stevie Wonder. So he smelled chameleon? Like, what, what did he know? <laughs> <laughs> how did he just guess that was Boy George? And also, if he had no guide, how did he maneuver through a crowd? How did Great he, question. How did you sneak up? How a nigga can't see sneak up on you? You, you, what you just told me, boy George, is anytime I see you in public, I should rob you, nigga. You, oh, you he should be robbed every time. Either a blind man just snuck up on you and put you in a chokehold, or and, and and therefore you should be robbed at every turn, or Stevie Wonder can see. One of those two things is more believable. Yes. See, who taught Stevie Wonder how to fight? Who's fighting Stevie Wonder? Who's like, I'm going to beat the blind dude ass. And somebody said, hey, they're going to keep trying you. I'm going to have to teach you how to put people in the chokehold. <laughs> I feel Stevie like it's Wonder, some niggas that he again, grew up with that, that know. And some people he I, grew up with, some kids that were in his elementary school would be like, that nigga can see. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck Stevie Wonder lying ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> an old nigga named Otis. Stemlin, yes. fuck Stemlin. Stemlin, the bitch ass can see. You mean that motherfucker <laughs> with twenty twenty vision? Stemlin, and listen, Stemlin used to shoot birds from four trees away with a BB gun and talk about it. Yeah, you, you can't see. All of a sudden, I seen this motherfucker on TV. He wobbling and weaveling and shit, man. Fuck out of here. That nigga can see. <laughs> I recognize <laughs> that to, dance anywhere. That's I Stemlin. recognize that dance from the first first grade. It was in a play. And he was supposed to be talking about the Yule log. This nigga started weebling and wobbling and shit. <laughs> well, the customer burning the Yule log came from the Norse and Anglo-Saxon. I slapped him on the back of his head because the nigga wouldn't stop weaving and shit. I was trying to see my mama, but he kept blocking my fucking vision, his big ass head. I'm the reason he wrote in the vision because I slapped him so hard he could see me from behind. Bitch-ass like, nigga. all right, Otis, you're a real piece of shit too in this story. Relax, right, man. I, I want to believe you, but now you made me question your humanity. Sir. You're behaving poorly here, Otis. I don't I don't know who to listen to at this point. Another example of a person, and you brought this up earlier, I believe this mm-hmm. is what you were referring to, is Paul McCartney. In 2010, they were at the White, White House performing for the president, a bunch of famous people, including, mm-hmm. for some reason, Jerry Seinfeld was on stage with them. But anyway, a bunch of famous <laughs> people were on stage singing uh, hey Jude, I believe it is, or or some right. Beatles song. Beatles song. Paul mm-hmm. McCartney is prancing across stage as he is known to do, and as he does, he knocks over a microphone that Stevie Wonder catches without really looking over. He just kind of like instinctually pulls the <laughs> microphone back in, uh, and a bunch of people around Stevie Wonder kind of like 
start to rush to go help, but then are amazed at the sort of magic of the moment and then kind of look at each other. Did like, did y'all see what the fuck he didn't see? Apparently Mm -hmm. it was a very weird moment that I think Stevie never intended to be caught on camera Mm -hmm. as clearly as it is. The devil of hell's kitchen, either this nigga's daredevil Mm -hmm. and all of his senses are great. And that's the other thing. He put niggas in chokeholds, catches shit by reflex. If there's a vigilante in, in L.A., it's Stevie Wonder. This nigga's got like superpowers. That. Or he can see. Like this, At some point, we got to go, all of these coincidences happen. Or Stevlin Hardaway Morris is a sighted person <laughs> who's been fucking us over for 50 plus years because a B turns to an A when the nigga who got the B couldn't see. All I'm yes. saying. There, there are a few more that I want to run through quickly. There's a story that Shaq told in 2019 that apparently while walking into the room, much in the way that he had with Boy George, Shaq never alerts Stevie Wonder to his presence, but Stevie Wonder immediately goes, what's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? Similarly, Lionel Richie, we talked about him earlier, accuses Stevie Wonder of having full sight. He says that he once saw Stevie Wonder steer a car down a driveway in reverse. Anthony Anderson claims to have lost a free throw contest to Stevie Wonder for a charity. Puff Daddy says that Stevie Wonder once in a private conversation described an outfit that Puff was wearing previously. And then finally, and this is my personal favorite, there is an actual photo of Stevie Wonder taking a picture of Michael Jackson in the Motown Museum where Stevie is is looking through the viewer on the camera (laughs) and Michael is posing. And we are just meant to believe that that was them being silly billies and not him taking a real picture of Michael Jackson. There's a collection of get the fuck out of here is in that whole list. But the yes. biggest one to me is him backing out of a driveway <laughs> because cars being backed out of a driveway for sighted people is a difficult thing because you're looking in rearview mirrors and side view mirrors. So everything yep. is reversed behind you. It's not only difficult to see for a sighted person, but your brain has to do the calculus to reverse everything so that you know where you are. And you're telling me that a motherfucker who can't see at all can back his car out of the driveway. I'm going to ask you if you could please get the fuck out of here with that. That's that's where (laughs) I'm at with it. So Uh, a few more additional pieces for us to, to go out on. This is a personal favorite of mine. Stevie Wonder is known for going to a shit ton of basketball games. This motherfucker loves NBA basketball and specifically he always buys courtside tickets. And more importantly, Stevie Wonder is also a season ticket holder to the Lakers. So for some reason, this blind man enjoys the squeak of shoes and uh, grown men calling each other bitch-ass niggas on a, on a court so much that he's willing to spend season ticket Lakers money every floor, year to make seat, sure season ticket that he Lakers can hear money. courtside. Courtside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'll buy that. I, I would love to spend hundreds of thousand dollars to listen to Sneakers Squeak. Yes. Stevie, <laughs> you can see, nigga. Just say it. We'll, we'll, we'll still love you, nigga. We fine. We'll, we still fuck with you. So here's, here, <laughs> here's what I think would be an important thing for us to go out on. 
is that it, and you brought this up earlier, and I actually think it, it brought me to a point that I found myself asking as I was reaching through all this research, is maybe the real question is, in relation to his blindness, what kind of fucked up world do we live in where a black man felt forced to fake blindness for the sake of gaining success that should have otherwise come to him naturally? That Stevie Wonder is such a gifted musician with sight or without it that maybe we should just have been able to celebrate him. But because of the time period that he lived in and the circumstances from which he came, he felt like if I don't fake my blindness or at least exaggerate it to a point that is far more extreme than what I'm actually experiencing, people are not going to treat me fairly in the way that they should. It's the it's the black people have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Mm -hmm. But if you give the black person a handicap, they can work the regular amount of hard because (laughs) we're giving them, you know, I mean, there's a there's a multiplier on the end of it. Right. Like, oh, blind nigga did it. That's times two. That's white privilege. Right. Like so Stevie's blindness is his foray into white privilege. It's the the Mm. Chappelle. I go to a lot of white parties because I'm wealthy. It's Stevie Wonder. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't blind, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a fantastic musician, but I was a fantastic musician in the 50s when they were stealing from niggas who were fantastic musicians. No one's stealing mm. from a blind person. That's a level of ain't shitness that even white racist Jim Crow era white folks wasn't doing. Nigga steal from the little po nigga. Come on now. He can't see and y'all stealing from him? Mm. We yeah. saw what happened to the five heartbeats. They wrote a song and it was five white dudes with fucked up haircuts doing their whole routine. Nobody yes. did that to Stevie. Nobody stole a Stevie Wonder song because if you're a white dude and they say, hey, I saw what you did to the Cold Crush Brothers. Fuck the Cold Crush Brothers. I saw mm-hmm. what you did to Stevie Wonder. That nigga stole from a blind dude. Yeah. You, that would have brought down the fall of America. You created a force field that, That's what you that white yeah. supremacy cannot penetrate because we, at least at this point, and we'll get there, mm-hmm. Donald Trump literally made fun of a person uh, <laughs> with a with Bruh. full like physical ailments with fervor in front of a crowd that applauded. So like we'll what? get there, but as it is right now, we right. cannot just steal from blind people out in the open. And you're saying that Stevie Wonder found that loophole and needed to find that loophole in order to feel safe in his position in society. Absolutely. Or or Barry Gordy found it, but whoever found it, it it was it was probably tactically brilliant. Sure. Uh, and, and Beyonce fact, didn't wish, write all of Lemonade. She she takes credit for it all the same. Right, right, absolutely right. It's and no Lauren Hill, but I'm just saying she she at least paid the. I shouldn't have done that. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> that was now you going to jail, Playboy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you would play that game. <laughs> that was on me. That was on me. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more felonious monk and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. Yeah, we're back here. We're more felonious, Monk. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility <laughs> that Stevie Wonder had to fake his blindness for the sake of making everything equal in America. And boy, what a fucked up America we live in where a motherfucker has to pretend to be that physically disabled just to be able to uh, exist at the level that he deserves. And who's to say what a level that a person deserves this. I don't know. I'm getting myself down an ugly train that I probably don't want to, to dig it. Yeah, I don't want to be in this tunnel. It's scary in here. So what we should do instead, Monk, is let's play a game. You down to play a game? Cool. I'm with it. Let's get it. Hell yeah. This is a, a fun game that I, this is a brand new game I built up specifically for this episode. It is called Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Insane. You take one more picture, I'm going to break that camera. <laughs> It's a fun game where I am going to introduce to you a number of Stevie Wonder song titles or mm -hmm. songs as they were. And if we are to presume that Stevie Wonder is, in fact, faking his blindness, then we have to then assume that Stevie Wonder is in some way a psychopath. And if he is a psychopath, <laughs> I would love for you to unpack the hidden messages you believe that might live in this song. Like all psychopaths, he probably has left a, a taste of something behind. Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues type energy. Right. And so I would love for you to just tell me what you think might be hidden in the messages of these songs and song titles. That makes sense? Hell yeah. So let's I got it. let's start cool and easy. Let's let's start with with a Stevie Wonder classic. Let's start with Ribbon in the Sky. What do you think what do you think the hidden message might be in Ribbon in the Sky? 
But I think, uh, again, very visual language, right? This is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Love is one of those things that you don't need to make visual references to. Love is a feeling. Love is something that you can experience without any other subtext, context. It's just love. It's the feeling in my heart that I get. My heart beats. My skin does this. You don't need sight to say that. So why a ribbon in the sky, a place that you need to look up to? (laughs) <laughs> you understand me? Not a ribbon around an old oak tree, not the ribbon in the lady's hair. There's a ribbon yep. in the sky for our love. I don't even know what the fuck that means. If we're being honest, I just know that they're telling either. us, I can see. That's what the song is saying. <laughs> that whole song ain't about a woman. There's a ribbon in the sky for our love means when I look up, I see something that represents our love. Mm-hmm. Because bitch, I can see. That's the song. The song is called Because <laughs> Bitch, I Can See. That's the, the part in parentheses that they never, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sure he wrote that part and then they were like, hey man, we can't we can't put that in. And he's yeah, like, that's, all right. That's going that's go, to that's ruin the whole thing. All right, but I mean, okay. I'm telling you, that's it's how slap. I want to act. It's slap if you add that part to it, though. It's the ad. It's like taking out the ad libs from OJ the Juice Man. No more. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. <laughs> now you took that out. I mean, the song's still good, I guess, but with the A's and the OK's, way better. Yes. <laughs> I Okay. Let's do another one. There's a classic song called Ebony and Ivory. Tell me mm. a little bit about what you think Eb- might be hidden in the messaging of Ebony and Ivory. Well, again, Ebony and Ivory, as we talked about earlier, blackness only exists in, com- in contrast to whiteness in, in this country mm-hmm. in particular, right? But you have to see it. You have to see it, right? There's, there's no, there's no whiteness in parenting or blackness in parenting. I know black people sometimes like to pretend that you like, oh, white people get away with everything. Their kids didn't get spanked, which lets me know that you don't have any white friends because white kids definitely got their asses whipped. They yes. just write books about it or kill their parents, and then we don't do that part. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just stereotyped on top of a discrediting a stereotype. Anyway, point is, <laughs> the idea for Stevie was that he wanted to date white women. But because mm. he knew that the times that he lived in didn't allow it, he couldn't pretend, he couldn't say, damn, I saw this bad white chick and I wanted to holler at her because how did you know she was a white chick? Mm-hmm. What would have tipped you off that she was a white woman? There's nothing that could tell a blind man that they were talking to a white woman except mm. that they could see a white woman. And so he wrote this song out of a need to experience whiteness in a way that he wouldn't have to apologize for because. If you're a black person and you have to be introduced to everybody you meet and that person has to be described to you, you knew before you got to know her, before you were attracted to her, someone would have had to say she's white. Mm. So you're saying. But if you that, can see, that, you can get away with, you know, I, I, I just saw her and I fell in love. Right. So you're saying that Paul McCartney in this case is just a, a red herring. That he, a, he's, he's an illusion for yeah. a more complicated conversation about who Stevie Wonder really wants to fuck but cannot because of the right. circumstances. And I also had. want to point out that because of his proximity to Stevie during Ebony and Ivory, that he knew way back then that Stevie could see. And the fact that he came out later and said that Stevie could see after the shit that happened in 2010 lets me know that Paul McCartney is a bitch-ass nigga and John Lennon was right to lead them niggas. Because you don't fucking snitch on your boy that you go Ebony and not, nigga, live together in perfect harmony is about fucking. Don't nobody yeah. want to sing Kumbaya with, with no white dude that they went to class with. This was about fucking a white woman 
And he couldn't say, I want to fuck white women, but I've been blind and black for too long. Can't do that. So he got, he got fucking Paul McCartney, white people's favorite. You know what I mean? There's no one beloved more. Maybe he could have got Elton John, but then that would have yeah. blurred the lines of sexuality. And I don't think he was ready to do that. But sure. he definitely wanted to fuck white women. And he only wanted to fuck white women because he saw them in contrast to black women because he can fucking see. Whoa. Heavy shit. This is a fun one. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. What you what you think's hidden in that message? That's a good one. Cause he this was one where he actually sounded like a singer in the in the normal sense of the word, right? Stevie Wonder's runs are different than everybody else's runs. He he mm-hmm. just put and he puts them in places where they usually don't go, which is one of the parts, one of the genius parts of his song. Right. Like you, you did a run in the middle of that word. That's not even a real syllable, but you made it. A syllable. <laughs> but he didn't do that on Don't You Worry About Effect. That song is about him driving a woman home after the club and her panicking because she realized when she got in the car <laughs> that Stevie Wonder was driving. And he looked at it, pulled his glasses down, adjusted the mirror and said, don't you worry about a thing. And then started okay. driving her home. And she and but she signed a non-disclosure, so she can't talk about it. Don't you worry she about a thing. It it's a song about Stevie Wonder driving a woman home after the club when he was married. Because if you look, a lot of his divorces came from infidelity, which mm-hmm. wow, how hard must it be to cheat on your wife when you can't even see the bitches you want to cheat on your wife with? You're doing a lot, okay? <laughs> uh, but the reality is it's not that hard because the nigga could see. And he would tell her he was at the studio. He would go to the club. No one would say anything because what the fuck is Stevie Wonder doing in the club? He would meet a woman, probably a white woman, during this Ebony and Ivory period. He gets in the car with her. He's about to drive <laughs> home. She says, where's your driver? He says, don't you worry about a thing. Don't Boom. you worry about a thing. Boom. Podcast. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I, I want to do one more. I, and you've, you've nailed every single one of these so far. I'm, I'm sure Stevie feels exposed and, and scared at the truth bombs that you keep dropping. My email is blowing up right now. His, agent, <laughs> his reps are like, we see you, nigga. <laughs> we see you. Stevie can't see you, but we see you, motherfucker. We, we going to get you. <laughs> and I'm emailing him back, nigga. He see me too. Fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. Last one. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to tell me what you what hidden message you think uh, is cooked and knocks me off of my feet. Knocks me off of my feet. This was him explaining the scam. Oh, knocks me off of my feet. I saw it at the last minute. I couldn't move because <laughs> then y'all would have known. You saw what happened when I caught the goddamn microphone. Now all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Ooh, nigga, see." So now the punch is coming. Mm-hmm. I see the punch coming, but I have now conditioned my body not to react to outside stimuli because every mm. time I reflexively move, people see the reflex. So knocks me off of my feet. It's a song not about love, not about how this woman is so amazing and beautiful and fantastic. But the feeling I saw, it's literally about him falling down at some shit that he could have stood up to. He's letting us yeah. there again. He's, he's, he's saying, hey, man, y'all can't really knock me off my feet. You can't. Unless I allow you to. Mm. I'm allowing you to knock me off my feet. I see the ribbon in the sky, but I have to make it seem like it's poetry. We pretended that this nigga is a poet all these years when the reality is the nigga's just looking around and saying the shit that he (laughs) sees. And we're like, this is amazing because he's blind. How could he see it in so detail? He sees it in detail. Like, look, it's like a white closet. That's a dumbass sentence. 
but it's like a white closet folded open. Oh shit, this blind nigga is amazing. No. That's what he did. So knocks me off my feet. It's literally about him pretending to stumble multiple times throughout the day as part of it is performative blindness. Whoa. And all of this is performative blindness. Knocks me off my feet. My favorite song by Stevie Wonder, by the way. It's a beautiful song, well written. But the hidden message by this fucking dastardly genius is that <laughs> <laughs> every day at a certain point, he has to find a reason in a crowded room to fall, to stumble, yeah. to bump into something, to have something knock him off of his feet so as to appear more human. It's, it's what Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, did with all of these amazingly dark characters. He humanized mm. them. If Stevie Wonder can play all of the instruments, if Stevie Wonder can arrange all of his music by the time he's 12 years old, if Stevie Wonder can sing and tour all over the world, as you said, without drug use that got so many of his peers at that age group, if he could do all of these amazing things, have amazing marriages, never went broke, ain't fuck up his masters. Stevie Wonder did all of these fantastic things. This nigga might be a god. Oh, no, he just bumped into the door jam. Knocked me <laughs> off my feet. Human again, Stevie. Human again, Stevie. Podcasted. That's what he did, man. It's, it's genius. God but every damn. song that he's ever written is a hint. And also, it's kind of Zodiac Killer-ish and that mm -hmm. he's telling us. And on his deathbed, he'll be like, yeah, knock me off my feet. You know how fucked up I felt just stumbling around in front of y'all goofy-ass <laughs> niggas, man. Y'all goof-ass niggas. I saw y'all. And that's that's his last song is going to be some shit with Chief Keith. It's going to be him and Chief <laughs> Keith. Called goofy-ass niggas. goofy-ass niggas. <laughs> Gang, gang. And he goes, say, gang, gang. And he was like, are you saying gang, gang? He said, no, gang, gang. G-A-N. Goof-ass nigga. Knocks me <laughs> off my feet is about. <laughs> Shout out to Stevie Wonder and Ke Chief Keith. Uh, it's going to be a dope-ass song in 2040. Goof-ass nigga. Also, if Stevie Wonder's still alive in 2040, I take all of this back. Because sure. If he makes it, then uh, he probably will be actually blind. And at that point, <laughs> you you owe him an apology. I owe you an apology. Nah, nigga, I know you're blind now. Your whole eyes stopped working. <laughs> Some years before. Yeah, I was talking about well, until 2020. <laughs> well, Monk, we did it. What a fantastic episode. What what a great unpacking of, of one of America's greatest ruses. Uh, could you tell the people at home where they can find you, what cool shit you have going on? Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, you said in the beginning, season one and season two of Four Life are available on Netflix and Hulu. All of the nightly show shit is available on Comedy Central site. I'm on all of the internets at felonious underscore monk. Got a couple of movies coming out, a horror movie called Restless. Uh, I can't tell you where you'll see that because it's in post. And then another movie called Block Party. It's called Block Party. And it should be coming out next summer uh, on Juneteenth. It's a black family movie, comedy. And you can also see me in Chicago doing stand-up. I'll be at Zany's on November 7th. Please come to Zany's Chicago on November 7th, masked up and vaxxed up. I'm coming there on no bullshit, fake vax with them little cars because I see through that shit just like I see through Stevie Wonder's ruses, nigga. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking play with me. I shoot niggas. <laughs> and I can see. He can see. And please uh, <laughs> see yourself to following Monk and coming to his shows, vaccinated and masked up and all that shit. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. And if you decide you want to send us your theories, your conspiracies, as it were, you can send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. All right. We did it. Bye, bitch.
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.